Hey everybody, Ray Bram here. Welcome to the podcast that will help you increase the income and influence of your book beyond royalties. Book Profit Secrets with Ray Bram starts now. Hey everybody, Ray Bram here. Welcome back to another amazing session. Right now I'm with Amy Dix and she is a two-time international best-selling author, artist, and international motivational speaker. Her company... Authority Speakers Agency, book, is, book stages for speakers, guaranteed. And she's got a great story of building this business right on the back end of a book. So, Amy, welcome aboard. Thanks, Ray. I really appreciate being here. So give us a 30,000-foot view of your path to book to speaker to speakers agency, <laughs> because this yeah. is going to be exciting for a lot of people watching this. Wow. So I got to start here, which was when I actually was working um, in corporate America, if you will. And I started an event planning company, which sounds like so crazy because I had this full-time job, but then I was doing this kind of like side thing. But anyway, I started this event planning company. I was a third-party event planner. My company was based out of Denver and I kind of like grew that company very, very quickly. And it did end up being a little too much uh, having two like full-time jobs. So I actually ended up selling that company. And I just kind of remember that day, that last plane ride home, so sad because it was such a cool gig. It was a, such a cool and fun, exciting kind of industry to be in. But sold the company and kind of walked away from the event world for a while. And then I really went back. I mean, I never left, but then I continued my role with the company that I was with. And then I ended up leaving that company. <laughs> uh, I actually quit three times. And on the third time, they finally said, okay, 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 you can go. So uh, when I left that company, one of the first things I did was write a book. And so I built my business around that book. Now I have two books and it kind of then from both of those books have built a speaking career because I always say that the stage is my second home. It's where I feel the most comfortable. And so to really like allow this dream to come true was truly just it just kind of happened and I'm so grateful for it, but it really all started um, after I wrote that first book. All right. I've got to pause everything and address the elephant in the room because yeah. people are watching this. They're going to say, well, oh my gosh, there's no way I'm as happy and energetic as Amy is. Can I be a speaker? So that's my question. If I've got a book and now I'm thinking I kind of would like to do speaking, but maybe I should take some kind of quiz to see if I'm even able to do it. What do you say to people who are starting out? Because they don't all have that personality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm very aware that my energy level is like through the roof, right? Uh, so you can only imagine what it is on stage too. So um, no, I'd say, you know, it takes all kinds to make the world go round. And we work with a lot of different speakers, a lot of different approaches as they approach their audience on stage. So yeah, it takes all kinds to make the world go round. You don't have to be this super bubbly, happy person like I am, but that's kind of, that's my message. And so it actually works pretty well, but you might have a little bit more of a serious <laughs> uh, message. You might approach the world a little differently and that is a-okay too. Well, I think, yeah, you're right. Cause you just, people respond to different people. And that's why we need more people in the entrepreneurial world. Yes. Uh, so you've built, you went from book 
to speaker to now you help speakers. Yes. And w- what's kind of the path? Um, you know, if I want to become a speaker, am I just instantly reaching out, or when you help people, let's just put it that way. Sure. Where do you Where do you start? Yeah. Well, let me just give it to you for the perspective of those that are watching right now. So, you know, if if I'm Amy, the speaker, and I'm just starting out, like, what the heck do I do? Where do I go? Where's my audience, right? Like, these are all the questions. These are all the questions I had, too. And, you know, it's interesting. The industry has changed over time. And if we get to that, we can certainly. But, um, you know, I think the first place to really understand is that your audience resides on a multiple, on multiple different types of stages, right? So, like, as a speaker, we like to think the big stage, the big national stage that we're going to stand on, there's going to be 3000 people in the audience. But really, as the industry has shifted and changed, those stages look a lot different. Like I consider what I'm doing right now, this is a stage. This is a moment for me to be able to share my message. And so I think first thing you have to do is kind of like maybe step back and go, okay, I am open to stages that might look differently than what I originally thought in my mind. And then the second thing you have to figure out is where is my audience, right? Like who is, who are they and where are they? And then start there. And then you can kind of start doing the reach outs from there. Of course, if you're an author, then you have a little bit of an advantage because you can utilize your book and we can talk through kind of like the strategy and how to do that as well. But how do I know if my book is the topic is good for a stage anywhere? I mean, so, self help only for gurus or like, you know, how do you, how do you judge that? So I think you figure out again, like who is your audience? You have a unique message, right? Like that's why you wrote the book because you had this unique message that you wanted to share. And I would tell you if you felt that, it was a strong enough message to write down and share. It's a strong enough message to share on stage. I mean, you're essentially sharing your message just in a different way, right? We either write it or we speak it. So your message is important and it deserves a stage and a platform as well. And then let's, I think, you know, for me, when I was starting, it was kind of like, well, do I have to pay to get on stage? Do I get paid to get on stage? How does that work? Or where do I start? You know, you hear like the, Tony Robbins, Jack Canfield, you know, whatever, they get 50,000 in appearance or probably more than that. I don't know. Yeah. You know, (laughs) what what are my expectations? Which am I doing it? And how do you guide people? It's like, do you, are you helping? Is the stage a way to build the business back of the room sales? And, and those are my questions. I think everybody else is too. (laughs) Yeah, sure. There's a lot of questions there. Let me, let me see if I can kind of take it one at a time. Try to answer them in the order I said them. No, I'm just kidding. Go ahead. And let me know what I forget. You know, this is, I I started to say this earlier, but we've really seen a shift in the industry, which is a a little bit why I told you um, that I was in the event planning world prior to me even being a speaker. So it's been interesting because I understand both sides of it and I've seen it kind of on both sides. And so how the industry has shifted and it really just kind of went ding in 2020, which is we as speakers, I would say to get paid for a talk was much more common five, six plus years ago. 
than it is now. So it's more of um, event planners are seeing that they are getting 300, 400 applications uh, of speakers for events. And so they're saying, oh, you want to speak on my stage? Why don't you pay for the privilege of being in front of my audience? And so that is a giant shift in the industry. But I don't say that for people to get discouraged because it actually opens up this enormous opportunity for a speaker that is very seasoned to a speaker who is just getting started. And here's the opportunity. The opportunity is this. Times like keynotes are, they're not given, right? So if I'm an event planner and I get 300 speaker applications from keynotes and I'm just looking at one sheet's that's going to be very difficult for me to just write somebody a $5,000 or whatever check just based on eeny, meeny, miny, mo. Let's figure out what applications are out and let's go with this one, right? So here's where your opportunity lies is that it lies in all of these other kind of events in order to get yourself on stage and still get even if you don't get a fee for being paid. And so like one of the things that we do with speakers is we train them on how to get paid for unpaid gigs. And there's four different ways that that I train on always getting paid. Like I don't think I've ever taken a speaking engagement and not gotten paid, even though maybe they didn't pay my fee. However, the opportunity then lies in all of those different areas, but it also lies in, in what we call stage side leads which is then now somebody has experienced you. Now they see you, they get your message. Now they're like, hey, come to my organization. I'll pay you to be the keynote. And now what we're seeing is that these fees um, are, when you have a stage side lead, it's a lot less negotiable. You just say, this is my fee. And either they've got it in their budget, which most of the time large events do, or you know, then, then you can talk through it. But um, that's where the opportunity lies. It, it, it's similar to what kind of the topic of this summit is, is it's, you know, how do you position income on the backside of your book? Yeah. This is kind of the next evolution of that is, look, now we're building a platform around you, the author, and you're, when you get these gigs to speak on a summit or a stage or a, you know, physical stage or even a podcast, I suppose, I suppose right? I mean, you, yeah. you're, you're going in with a plan to make money, whether they're paying a fee or not. In fact, a lot of times, even the fees may not be, you know, that, that may not be where the money is anyway. Oh my gosh, a hundred percent, right? So like my partner with Authority Speakers, he's so, he's so funny because he's like, I took one speaking engagement that paid me $5,000 and I'll never do it again <laughs> because he can make so much more money going, not being paid the fee and making six figures or multiple six figures with his offer. So um, it's really all about understanding what is it truly that you want to get out of this. Now, this is where I think the biggest challenge lies for most people is it's with our motivational speakers, right? Because our motivational speakers want to do what? They want to just change one life in the audience. Like that's what we hear all the time. But look, if you want to change lives, like let's talk about it from a business perspective. How can you structure, how can you go out there, give that motivational talk, 
but do it under your brand so that now you are truly changing lives in different ways. And I can say that because I actually am a motivational speaker. So I, when I'm going up there, I am not like selling a course on the back end, right? I'm doing other things uh, for my brand in order to get paid. So it doesn't matter what I say that because it doesn't matter what type of speaker you are. Of course, if you've got courses and things that you can sell on the back end, that you can make way more money than a $2,000 or $3,000 or even $5,000 speaker. Way more money, right? But I don't want to discourage my motivational speakers either because you can absolutely go in there and still get paid for those gigs. Let's, let's, let's just talk about you for example, then let's give me an example of what you just said, where it's like, I'm not worried about the courses or so forth. I'm worried. I'm just, I'm changing lives, but I'm also, you, you know, how are you making money? Because they, people see you, I'm guessing. And they're like, I want her to help me. And they just track you down or, you know, what, what's your plan going in when you, in your particular case? So I'm going to give you an example um, that just happened. And so I reset back from New York Spoken Times Square. And that was, now that was a full paid gig. However, let's back up a little bit because I took a gig before that that was completely free. It was virtual. It was for a leadership team, if you will. And three people showed up. Three. That's it. And I feel like a lot of times most speakers would be like, what a waste of my time. I'm not going to do this. I'm not making any money, right? But no, I went in there and I gave that virtual talk just like a hundred people. And from that, I then got a refer the for a bigger national event in which they p- paid my full fee. I was able to sell books. I sold t-shirts um, and It goes on and on. And then from there, I'll just keep going. From there, I got two stage side leads. It sounds like one of them is going to close, which is another um, event that it appears at this point, it hasn't closed yet. So I don't want to like say it is, but um, it appears is also going to be my full fee. So you know, you, there you go. Like you can, that I'm now, now that I feel like I'm packing lives, right? Because I took a gig from three people. If just one person in that three person audience and I did my job, right. But then I was able to go to New York city, speak in times square, speak to 400 people. And then from there, it just is going to keep going and going and going. And so that is how you make an impact and get paid. Now, would you, do you suggest speakers, you know, they have a higher ticket offered? Is that helpful or? 100%. Okay. Yeah. If you've got that, right. If you have that kind of business um, structure, then that's, and that's my business partner in authority speakers. Like he has a high ticket offer and go on stage, teach that information and inspire. Right. And even sell from stage and then make those sales. And like I said, he'll make six figures, multiple six figures just from one stage. So, you know, if I'm him, I don't want to get paid $5,000 either. (laughs) I want to get paid $100,000 or $200,000. Now that makes sense. (laughs) Now, yeah. So we're all liking that comment because I don't, (laughs) we want to get to the point where we don't, you know, those of us watching here, want to get to the point where we we don't care about that $5,000 fee because that, that money isn't in that. And the, the other thing I'll just, you know, with summits, and I don't know, like, what percent of events you're doing live versus digital now, uh, but these are, they go evergreen. I know, yeah. like, for these interviews, 
years from now, they'll be on my podcast. They'll be on other people's podcast. I mean, it's just, it's, your name is going to keep getting put out there as someone I interviewed and as, you know, as I get on interviews myself as well. So there's constantly leads and, and authority being built even yeah, after the fact. Totally. You know, I feel like sometimes as speakers, we get hung up on this, which is how many attendees are at a live and event, you know, like, well, how many attendees are going to be there? Oh, only a hundred. Like, I don't know about that gig. <laughs> And let's take the virtual. Okay, so now that's evergreen. I, you know, I don't know what the what the average number of people that sh- may show up for for your summits um, as they're as they're watching it. But let's say it's let's just use the hundred number. So if it's a hundred, but now it's evergreen, and now more people are going to come in, and now we're talking about hundreds and thousands of people. Now, if somebody told me to go to an event for like 3000 people in the audience. Oh my goodness. Okay. You know, I want to totally be on that stage, but for whatever reason, speakers, they don't think of it in that way. And I think online summits is a huge opportunity. Um, in fact, we just booked um, some folks on one um, where they have a 50,000 person reach. Like you're not going to get that from a live stage, you know? So that's that kind of, right. That takes us back way to the beginning when we were talking about like, let's think differently about what a stage looks like for the speakers. Well, two things. One is also if you've got a hundred people in the audience and you're selling a $1 thing, then, you know, your upside's a hundred bucks. If you're selling a $10,000 thing, then it's completely different, uh, you know, framework that you're working with. Two, I've been to live, I'm not downplaying live events because it's the energies there, the thousands oh, of people, that, that's, that's great. I would do that all day long, but I would also do digital all, all day long because how many times you've been sitting in an event and be like, oh, everyone kind of nodded their head and I wasn't paying, I, what did that speaker say? I can't remember. <laughs> You're watching a virtual summary, just hit 30 second rewind and listen to it again. And you can, I've got people that are like, I listened to that interview two or three times because I uh, just wanted to pick out the nuggets. So yeah. um, there's, there's good, you know, successful pieces to both. Uh, what makes a good talk? Well, uh, one that's genuine and authentic to you, right? So um, that's another thing sometimes is speakers, you know, people say, oh, I, I could never speak. <laughs> I'm not a public speaker. Um, and that's fine. And, and I'll share a little secret with you. A lot of speakers also are very nervous before they go on a stage or on camera and know what it is. And um, so about like what makes a good talk isn't about necessarily like all these nuances of you as a speaker, but more, it's more about your message and one that is authentic and genuine to you and a message that you want to share with the world. And I would guess if you wrote a book, you have that message to share with the world. So I, th- yeah, I think some people s- judging themselves by the, their experience or delivery as opposed to their message. And like you just said, being authentic is the, is the real key that's that's how i connect with people um you know when they're on stage i'm like when they told me that story that made the connection not because they used you know they used the proper (laughs) holding of the microphone or whatever it was not that it was like did i resonate with the message yeah a hundred percent and you know i think about it too just um from my own journey um when i first started like that speech that i first started with 
is so different from the speech that I give now. You know, they all served their purpose. And yeah, I got better as a speaker and I got better at delivery. But over time, what I did was I made my message of something that was much more aligned with myself. So I feel like my delivery and my performance on stage is so much better, not only because I have you know, committed to training and being better as a speaker, but also because I feel it. Like I am so aligned with it now. And so one, a message that deserves to be on stage is one that you are aligned with. And I think to get good at something, you got to get to the second try as soon as possible. And that's second try of sharing your message, you know, second, third, whatever iteration, you're going to develop your message. The, The other stuff just comes naturally. You just get more comfortable uh, being yeah. on stage as well. Yeah. What's, uh, so if this resonates with people and they're like, you know, I kind of, I'm kind of want to do this. What, yeah. <laughs> what's kind of the first thing they should be do, thinking about doing after they stop watching this video, as far as like, okay, I want to take step one to becoming a speaker. Yeah. Well, I think one, there's a couple of things I think that I might do. Um, I know you said one, but you know, I don't really follow, I never follow the rules. Uh, <laughs> Hey, this is my stage. Follow my rules. Just kidding. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't do that. Uh, No, I mean, first, I would invite them to go to uh, authorityspeakersagency.com slash speakers. And you can really hear more of my message there and why I feel like it's so important for us to get speakers on stages and get your message on, on stage. So, You can certainly do that. And I would love for you and invite you to do that. You also can, I'm going to go back to where I first started. Like you can also really start thinking about like, who is my audience and where are they? Because before you get that, you're doing a Google and grind, right? You're just finding it out, trying to figure out what might you be able to speak on, but uh, to get really focused on that and figure out, um, what types of stages would be right for you? That would be step one. Knowing your audience. Gosh, that's the part right. I hate having to figure out. <laughs> but the sooner you do, the more fun it all becomes. The better life so, becomes. <laughs> so that link that link is below here. Go check Amy out there. The other thing you should do, it's kind of like if you want to write a book, you should read a lot of books. <laughs> so that's why you should go watch Amy, the video on the site, but also... You should probably watch every session of this summit as well and just see who spoke the way that resonated with you. And can you mimic that? I would. I don't want to be the <laughs> suggesting things that are wrong, but just in, if that works, Makes you sense. can confirm. <laughs> but I like, I, I, I like to keep track for me, like, okay, that's, I like how that person delivers. And of course, you're one of them. That's why I said, boy, we're all intimidated at the very beginning here because... <laughs> But if we could all deliver like you, and if it if that if Amy resonates with her positive, happy personality, that's that's what you can do too. And I'll I'll second something you said midway through, which is every thought leader I know will it that does amazing on stage will secretly admit that they're introverts. They're shy. They don't like the crowd comes around and asks some questions. They don't want to be there, but on (laughs) stage they can perform. They've done enough times. And so it is a skill you can, you can learn whether you're an introvert or not. I think I would agree. I'm the same way. I don't think I'd even 
approach Amy if I was in a live event, but here, well, we're both got the same size screen. So anyway, Amy, thank you so much, everybody. This is exciting because this is a huge part of your platform. If you want to move beyond your book, it's about you. And there's no better way for people to get to know you than speaking. So thanks again, Amy. Thanks, everybody. We will see you on the next session. See you later. Thank you. Hey everybody, thanks for joining me on this episode of Book Profit Secrets. You know, Abraham Lincoln once said if he had six hours to chop down a tree, he would spend the first four sharpening his axe. That's what this podcast is meant to do. That's also what we do on our site, our companion site, Ray.fm. So check us out there and sharpen your axe, increase your influence, income, and audience, and we'll see you next time.